Welcome to Behavior Grooves. My name is Kurt Nelson. And I'm Tim Houlihan. Well, 2020 is coming to an end. Good riddance. Yeah, well, yes. 2020 was a year that had a lot of challenges in it. Challenges? You bet we had some challenges. A global pandemic, 300,000 Americans killed, 1.5 million people around the world, massive unemployment, the murder of George Floyd, civil unrest and riots, and a U.S. presidential election that is still being disputed as of the day that we record this. Well, as you said, good riddance. Okay. So let's let's say goodbye to 2020 and hello to 2021. Well, it, it has to be better, right? Vaccines are starting. A new president of the United States will be sworn in. And there will be one more cool thing. It starts out with the best applied behavioral science conference around, and that is Nudget North. That's right. Nudget North features intimate exchanges with our terrific roster of speakers, and we'll have lots and lots of opportunities to exchange ideas with those speakers and with each other. And it's happening soon. Nudge It North is a live virtual conference that's happening on Friday, January 8th. So you've got to sign up now. Woohoo! And when you sign up for Nudge It North, now make sure that you use the code GROOVES. That's G-R-O-O-V-E-S, like the name, part of the name of this, this podcast. And you'll get an extra 15% off of your ticket. Yeah, it's not a bad way to start the new year, is it, Kurt? No, you know, it's not a bad way to start the new year. And you know what else is not a bad way to start off the new year? No. What? What's that? With a couple of New Year's resolutions. Uh, I see where you're going on this. Okay, that is correct. And that is if you can keep them. Uh, and that's what this episode's about. We are going to share some really great ideas on how you can keep your New Year's resolutions and achieve your goals. Okay. Then we invite you, our listeners to sing along to old Lang Syne and hold up your glass and make some behavioral science toast to a better year. You're not actually going to sing, are you? Mm. Good. Okay. <laughs> that would not be good. You, on the other hand, could sing it and people would enjoy it. Okay. Well, let's get on with our tips. <laughs> All right. So, Tim, what's our first behaviorally science-informed tip for keeping New Year's resolutions? Because we know that the vast majority of New Year's resolutions go unkept, right? Yeah. There's only about 8 to 12%, as most research shows, are, are kept after the first few weeks. So start by making it emotional. Make it something that you care about. Start by making that those resolutions things that you really are committed to. Don't just make it rational. Right, so make sure that you engage your emotional triggers, um, that you find larger meaning in yeah. the, the resolutions that you're making, right? Well, ask yourself why you're making it. Is it because you've got some kind of, you know, outside pressure on you, or is it because you really want it? You right. gotta want it. I mean, Caroline Webb talked about that when we talked to her a couple of years ago, talking about, hey, we need to make sure that when we are setting our goals for ourselves, the ones that really are the ones that are going to matter, those are the ones that we keep. Those are the ones that we find the energy, that we find the, the resolute in order to make them happen. And that's what a resolution is. And with that, make sure that you're not just making 10 different resolutions. Make them make one, two, 
no more than three, right? right? Because right. you need to make sure that you're not putting your efforts across the board, but you're doing these really meaningful, big pieces that are going to make an impact for you. Yeah, I, I just want to say a, a lot of people talk about smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. That's that's really good. But the thing that that that's missing from that is that they need to be yours. They need to be relevant. You need to love that goal. You need to just say, "This is what I really want to accomplish for your reasons, not for anybody else's." Right. So the R is actually the relevant part of that, right? In a big, big, big way. It's so got to it be, be self-selected. <laughs> goals. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, that's perfect, actually. <laughs> let's, let's move on to our second tip, Kurt. What should, what should we make sure? What, what, what's going to make a really good second tip for people listening to this podcast right now about their New Year's resolutions? So one thing that we know is that we often discount the future. And we discount the future through hyperbolic discounting, you know, a variety of different aspects of uh, intertemporal choice, different pieces. And so the, the more that you can bring the future into the present. So we set a goal of, I want to be, uh, you know, lose X amount of weight, or I want to have this book done and written. I want to do whatever that would be. Those are all future consequences. And so the more that we can bring that future self into our today self, right? So that it's, I'm not losing weight. I'm being a healthy, active person. And that future healthy, active person isn't somebody in the future. That's me today. Mm -hmm. That could be, I'm, it's not me getting down to 175 pounds. It is me being an active, healthy person is the goal that I want to set for myself. And there might be an outcome of that being getting down to 175 pounds, but I can be that healthy, active person today. And so bringing that future self into the present as much as possible. That can also, that reframing can also help you offset the what the hell effect that Stuart King talked about. Yes. Because as soon as you, as you, as soon as you say, well, I'm, I missed a day or I'm not doing so great against my goal. So what the hell? I'm just going to give it up. And if if your frame is focused just on this this very extrinsic measure and this idea of uh, you know, I have to be at 175 pounds, well, if as soon as you see that you're not on that, it's like forget it, I'm out. And framing yourself as they I'm a healthy person. I live an active lifestyle. That will help uh, offset that what the hell effect in a big way. Yeah. What well, one little just tactical hint that you can do to kind of help bring this in because sometimes this can be hard, right? How do you because we're we're not wired to be that future self person, right? So right. so you can write a letter to your future self saying, "Here are the things that I am doing today that will help you out." So it it, it goes back to Max Bazerman, right? Uh, maybe a little bit better, right? What are you doing today to help out your tomorrow self? And if you can do that and personify that, then that makes that something that is really valuable for you. All right, Tim, what else? Number three, this is the best third resolution that anyone could ever have, by the way. The Just third resolution? Uh, third, third tip for, okay. for making sure that you achieve your resolutions is to build the right resolutions. Now, we, we teed this up just a little bit, but making sure that you're actually going after the right things and in the right ways is 
really, really important. So using some tools to help help you with executing these new habits, these new routines, they can make a big difference. And we've got a couple here that we can talk about. But the important thing to remember is like, it's just like the square peg and the and the square hole, right? Not the round hole. Square peg, round hole versus square peg, square hole. Just make sure that you've got the square peg in the square hole and not trying to fit it into the round hole. That's the important thing. Well, and it comes down to understanding what do you need to do in order to achieve that? So as you said, it's putting the square peg in the in the square hole and the round round peg in the round hole. And That's so it. it's setting up the right habits. What are the habits that are going to get you there? And then what do you need to know to be able to make sure that those habits stick, that you you follow those routines. Because the one thing that we know about most resolutions is they're trying to make you a better person or to achieve some goal and that there is work involved with those. And that work, if we just try to do it through pure willpower, we know that that mm -hmm. typically isn't good enough to get us the results that we want. So one of the things that we know is that if you can establish those routines and you can build those into habits where you're not even thinking about what you're doing, but you are doing those things that are going to get you the success that you need, you are much more likely to achieve those. So you're much more likely to achieve those New Year's resolutions. We talked with Wendy Wood, you know, and talking about habits this year. She talked about this idea of, you know, making it, making that habit something easy to do, easier than the alternative, right? Yeah, so it's completely unconscious. Like, you know, I, it's like, like driving a car. I don't, I'm not consciously thinking as I'm approaching a stoplight, okay, now I need to take my foot off the accelerator. How am I going to apply it? Let's see, I need a bit, this much pressure to actually apply it onto the brake. I need a little bit more pressure. Th those are automatic responses. And that's where we want to get with our new habits. And a great place to start, one of the things that we really like is BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits. We think really highly of that tool as a way of thinking in very, very small bits in uh, to create habits that are often cued and triggered by a habit that you're already doing, mm -hmm. right? You know, BJ, I love his example of wanting to start doing push-ups, and he decided he would just do one push-up when he, when he went to the bathroom, a after he went to the bathroom, not in the bathroom. But after he goes to the bathroom, he just do one. Now, for some people... You know, the idea of doing one push-up is like, no problem. I can do 40 push-ups. Well, then you you serve an incremental goal to where you're at. And if you're starting from zero, one is enough. But after a while, going to the bathroom and just doing one and doing one and doing one and the 90 times a day that you go to the bathroom, you can actually build up a great habit just by allowing the trigger to be something that you're already doing, like going to the bathroom. 90 times going to the bathroom in a day. You well, might need to check with a doctor on that, okay? <laughs> but but the idea there is that one, one push-up leads to two push-ups, uh, which leads to five push-ups, which leads to 10 push-ups. And so you're in the act of doing it. One of the biggest things we know that um, starting a behavior is that the start is the hardest part. And again, so whatever you can do to reduce the friction to get your start self started. And, and sometimes that's using elements that, that you just do a pre kind of, uh, I, I, I'm committing myself to this act. If this happens, then I will do this, right? right? Sometimes it's 
uh, putting those those running shorts and shoes uh, at the end of your bed because you're going to get up and exercise in the morning. And so you don't have to think about you're reducing the friction of getting dressed or even wearing your running shorts uh, <laughs> That's right. in, 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 as you're going to sleep. So you have that much less friction before you get up and, and, and do what you need to do. And I, I love the, these, this uh, old story I heard of the person who wanted to learn guitar, but he would come home from work and instead he'd sit down on his couch and just turn on the television. So he moved his television into the closet and he brought his guitar out next to the couch. So he'd still come home, sit on the couch, but now if he had to watch television, he'd have to go into the, the closet, pull out <laughs> his TV, plug it in and turn it on versus, oh, the guitar is right there. I'll, I'll practice that guitar for a little bit. So at the same time, he was reducing friction for having the guitar available. He added friction by moving the TV into a different room, right? So those habits that you want to get rid of, if your New Year's resolution is to stop something, think about what are the ways that you can add friction to, to that activity to make it harder for you to do, even if they're just small little things. I've talked about you know putting Oreos down in the basement as opposed to putting them in the cupboard where I go and look at them every day. I've stopped doing that, which as you can tell, I put more weight on, but that's you know one of the things that we, you can do in order to just make it so that you it's a little bit harder. And if it's a little bit harder, we tend to do it less. And if you can make it so that you find out what are those things that are going to be the cues to get you to do something and just make that the behavior associated with that added yeah. some friction, as Roger Dooley would say, that would be great. So what is the fourth really fantastic tip that we can give people about keeping their most important resolutions, Kurt? Well, you know, we've almost, we've talked a little bit about it right? It's really building your environment for success. Yeah. So it is the physical environment, moving that television into the closet, putting those running shoes next to your bed, making sure that that physical environment that you're, you're in uh, is leading you down the right path as opposed to down the wrong path. But it's also the emotional um, environment that you're in. We talk about music all the time. Music can help build positive emotions, can get you excited. So what are those uh, emotional things? We talked with John Barge this year about what are the pictures that you have up on your wall in your room that are subconsciously priming you? And are they priming you on the right types of behaviors to get there? And then there's the social aspect. Who are the people that you're hanging out with? This idea that you need to make sure that you structure your life. If you really want to drive change, the easiest way to do it, again, willpower is wonderful, but willpower is usually not enough to make those significant behavior changes that we want to make when we're making these New Year's resolutions. So you have to build your environment, the context that you find yourself in physically, emotionally, and socially to support those behavior change and the habits and the routines that we wanted to do. I really like your optimism when you talked about social environments, the people that we hang out with, this implication that at some point in the future, we'll actually be able to return to a life where we can hang out with people in person. I <laughs> hey, like your optimism. <laughs> we have the vaccines. They're coming through. We're making it happen. So there well, you I, go. I just got to say, for me, this is a context matters. 
issue, right? This is all about context matters. And whether, whether you've got unconscious primes or you've got conscious prompts in your context, in your environment, the world that you're living in, use them, use them to your advantage. Put the, put the notes on the post, the post-it notes on the refrigerator door saying, I'm a healthy person. I make healthy choices. I'm a, you know, I, I eat well. I'm, I like healthy food. Get the, the go out and, and use those apps where it'll age you. And so you put your future <laughs> self picture up there. Take your picture, age yourself to, you know, 10, 20 years down in the future and say, I, you know, I'm a healthy person and I want to, you know, make sure that I'm doing the things today in order to bring you there. All of these things can, can really do this. Yeah. And the last thing, the last kind of little mark that we're going to talk about this is that, hey, Let's measure how we're doing on this. Now, you know, you, you don't need to be out there and, and weighing yourself every single day, although some people, for some people, that's the best way of doing this if you're trying to lose weight. But let's make sure that you're you're measuring the behaviors that you're doing. So measuring the right things. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I've talked about this in the past. I have a, a, a nightly routine of brushing and flossing and taking my medication, and I Every day I have a little calendar up next to my little mirror in my bathroom and I check off every day I do it. And I haven't missed for, I think, probably over two years now. So it sounds, it sounds like a little leprechaun house. I have a, a, a wee little list, a wee little calendar next to my wee little mirror next to my wee little. <laughs> have, you, have you seen, have you seen our, we have our attic, you know, bedroom with the attic uh, bathroom in it with the the walls that I, I can't even stand up. To pee. All right. I'm just saying I hit my head if I, if I stand up to pee. So it's an old it house. a wee little bathroom with my wee little calendar that I have up there. Uh, let me let's just, just say lastly about measurement that finding a, the appropriate measurement uh, period is appro- is really important as well some for some people maybe doing a, 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 a doing using a scale every day might be really good for them but for most of us it's actually not that good because of body fluctuations so so just do it once a week but getting back to the earlier thing that we talked about keep doing it every week just make sure you keep getting on the scale at the same time you know at least once a week just to keep measuring so and don't give into the what the hell effect that's yeah. really the important thing there yeah i mean it, measurement acts on multiple fronts right it, it measures your progress but it also measures if you're starting to plateau and and maybe you need to think about are you doing something different on that measurement and so that it's not working so uh, ability to to kind of course correct in the middle of what you're right. doing it's also right. a prime. Yes, we're going back to primes, right? And, and it's there. But it also acts as a reward. It, it's there's. I mean, I actually get this little, it's a nice thing when I get to put that check mark on that calendar, right? The, the, the little the crunch little, of dopamine. Yeah. yeah, there's a little piece that comes in and it's like, yeah, look at that. I got the entire month again. You know, woohoo, there we go. All right. Well, well, congratulations. You got the entire month again, Kurt. That's good. Yeah, go. Just let's just do more of that in 2021. 2021. There we go. Well, that wraps up our grooving session on keeping your New Year's resolutions. We truly, truly do hope that 2021 is a better year for everyone. Oh, yes. And even through the worst of 2020, you, our listeners, were there with us. We are truly, truly grateful for your continued support. And our resolution to you for 2021 is to continue to try to improve this show, to make it a little bit better 
next year than it was this year to make it more relevant, to make it more informative, all while bringing you a smile or a laugh or two. And so with that, thank you for your support. Go out and find your groove in 2021.